Phil, uh, it was Acharya Sunya. Before we get into our discussion, I do want to mention, I want to thank those people out there that uh, helped get uh, Phil and I uh, keep us on the air, uh, our podcast. And now, for those that might be watching this, we're also going to be on the YouTube channel. And so, um, even better. But we have a. And look at this. We're wearing matching. We're matching. This, this, <laughs> this happened naturally. But we're, we're thinking of a uniform. But in any event, uh, uh, yes. So we're, we're now available audio, video, you name it, uh, holograms to follow. And, uh, but for those that have contributed to keep us on the air, we appreciate it. SpiritMattersTalk.com. Go there. You'll see what you have to do to contribute. And um, yes, and for those that haven't done it yet, please. But we want to stay free and open to the public always. So that's our goal. So getting back, Acharya Sunya, wonderful guest, very knowledgeable, very bright. Um, you know, one, one thing I wanted to say, Phil, was she mentioned that um, she had a student and they're trying to bring um, Vedic knowledge basically to modern psychology. Well, I tried that when I was in graduate school in clinical psychology in 1970, and not everyone received it well. It was 50 it was, years ago. Yeah, Danny. it was like, where are you coming from? A few people did, uh, but most of those people actually went in other directions. But now it's, you know, even in the last 20, 30 years, it's not uncommon. It's very no, common, actually, no. for a yeah. psychiatrist, a psychologist to say, oh, hey, yeah. why don't you learn meditation? Why don't you whatever? So. Oh, well, the, first of all, the body of research is very convincing. And, you know, people, it's practical. You know, the teachings that someone like uh, Shunya are bringing and all the teachers who came from India, you know, they're, they're practical. So eventually people come around and they say, you know, well, I was skeptical, but it works. It, it has value in life. I remember when I was first, uh, like you, I was first teaching TM in 1971, I guess it would have been, or two. And I was invited to be on a panel about uh, drug addiction. And it was all psychotherapists, social workers, people like that. And I talked about meditation and, you know, inner, inner happiness and peace as a preventive measure for, and also possibly as a treatment, you know, part of a treatment. I got practically, I was mocked and <laughs> ridiculed by people. That wouldn't happen now. No, no, I'll tell you another story for our listeners and for us. And uh, my, my uh, father invited our friend Jack Forum, my TM teacher, to come and speak to his Rotary Club he was president of in about 19... 71. And it was met, it was a mixed response. They were okay with it. My father introduced it. So they were, they were, they were polite, but it wound up being put uh, an article about it on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. It, it was a, a larger article on TM and it mentioned this. My father got all kinds of mail from all over the country. <laughs> some of it was good, but some of it was not good at all. You from, know, so uh, I, I it's the Rotarians. Yes. Yeah. But well, anyway, things so, change. So here yeah. we have Acharya Shunya, who represents a lineage in in uh, India based in Ayodhya, which is a holy, a very sacred city because of, as you pointed out, its association with the Ramayana, where they're now building a, a, 
a new major temple I look forward to going. Um, is it still called Ayodhya, the town? Yeah, yeah. So far as what I part know. Of India is it in, Phil? North somewhere up in the way north, way north of Delhi. North of Alaska, yeah. Yeah. And and I find it very interesting because so many of the teachers who came here were, first of all, male. Mm -hmm. The overwhelming majority of them. uh, That's changed a bit in recent times, but also uh, monastic. And the, the, the teachings, you know, were very monastic. And there's elements of householder teachings that are uh, that have never been translated and that have been ignored. And so having a householder who represents a householder lineage, who's very knowledgeable and deeply immersed in traditional knowledge, but able to adapt to... Uh, uh, worldly life in the 21st century is a very welcome thing. Right, and, right. She, she also, what I also liked was uh, how she has embraced technology. Uh, and I remember, again, in the 70s, uh, studying with Maharishi Mashogi, and he was very big into technology and how to roll out things quickly. But here she is, you know, she's sitting in Northern California, Beautiful tree behind her. Great. <laughs> Obviously, she's got the lighting down and all for the for her podcast, and it looks great. And and she can speak to anyone in the world at any time. Yeah, this is so great. We can now through Zoom yeah. and all. I mean, one of the the pandemic is very bad, but one thing that's come out of it is the improvement of uh, video uh, audio technology, things like Zoom. And uh, why not? Uh, it's if you have a, if you have somebody that's very knowledgeable, a great teacher. If in Buddha's time we had had Zoom, imagine <laughs> all the people. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It, it's- no, look at Dennis. I, I have this perspective of having written American Veda and, and talking about all. I'm doing a course now in the history of it all. And one of the things that I, I, I keep noticing or uh, emphasizing is how the teachers who came here had to adapt to the time. So Vivekananda in the 1890s, there was no nothing like it was just newspapers and magazines. That was that was it. Yogananda in the 20s, which is now 100 years ago, it's a century. You know, he was able to get around much better with, you know, the advances in the railroad system. But within a few years, almost everybody had a radio. So he used radio broadcast. He used what was then a fairly new technology called mail order. People would, you know, write right. in, a, send in a coupon and they'd get you know, <laughs> an item from the catalog. But that was using modern technology. Then he used radio and all that. I wonder in, in Yogananda, in the uh, Self-Realization Fellowship, they used to send out their basic level, level lessons in a binder. I wonder if they're doing it online yes, now. Yes, they they've they've finally that's, they've that's adapted. Yeah. Yes, it's very recent. They've adapted and it, you know, they can they now have it, you know, you can download it and you can get it on a, on your phone and apps and all that. So they find they have adapted as Yogananda adapted, you know, 100 or 80 years ago. And then as you said in the 60s and 70s the gurus, you know, then there was mass media and new technology. I, like you, remember when TM teachers would lug around these huge 
video recording machines and play tapes. And Maharishi, uh, Mahesh Yogi was uh, forward thinking enough to video everything he and, ever and it's interesting. did. I saw him probably in 68, Maharishi, and it was on TV. Yeah. So again, modern technology. Uh, I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I also thought it was very interesting. You asked the question about the attitude toward the guru and how her tea yeah. students. I thought that was very good and how she explained that. And also before that, when she said, look, I, I, I went through a divorce, but that's helped me relate to people in the 21st yes. century a lot better than if I had come from some very, very traditional line of life that was, uh, you know, because uh, she she has the ancient wisdom, but in every, every way uh, from her side, she can relate to uh, people uh, living in the contemporary world. But and and it's you know most of the the teachers in the past who were came out of the ashrams and and took uh, monastic vows early in their lives they tried to adapt the teachings to the householder way of life Yogananda did Maharishi did Muktananda did Satchidananda did they all did but they themselves were monks right. and and so they could they didn't have personal experience right. in marriage or child raising to to relate to these things some do some of the contemporaries Sadhguru, for example was a householder Satchidananda was a householder before he took monastic vows but but most of them were not and they didn't have the experience uh and as also the experience of living in 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 america when they came here they were usually visiting but you the ones who stayed like Acharya Shunya has stayed and like Yogananda did, you see their teachings evolve over time as they become you know, accustomed to life in this world. No, so it, yeah, wonderful. And, and again, uh, uh, everything being online, I, I mean, there's the downside of it is people could, as we experienced in the pandemic, could, could live lives that are much more isolated. On the other hand, uh, you you realize the the gift of this technology for for bringing out good uh, or bad, uh, but preferably we are bringing out good <laughs> uh, in this yeah. show. And, and uh, no yeah, disinformation and, here. No disinformation. No false news. Yeah, and it's no all, conspiracy yeah. theories. This 24 is an, hours an a day, oasis of available. truth. Truth comes first. Have you, right. met, uh, have you met Have you met Acharya? Yeah. Sinead? So you. Yeah. And, and does she ever speak in public, or no. is everything? I've I've not had that privilege hmm. of hearing her. But speak does she? Of course, is live. I don't know what she was doing before the pandemic, but no one is now. Yeah, she she was teaching. She has a fifteen lesson course coming yes, up. Yes, and, and that'll be at the end of February to twenty twenty one, and then rerun numerous times. So people can plug into that. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. I look forward to having All you right, back. Dennis. See Bill, you next, next time. time. Literally and, see and, you. And hey, viewers and listeners, look for that contribute button. Please. Okay. See you.